It is a scam when you don't allow everyone to operate on fair terms. We are the Roman Hoods of sports betting. We take something back from the rich bookies and enable our customers to beat them instead. G'day everyone, welcome to episode three of live sharp, uh, sharp sessions on the Trade Mate Sports YouTube channel where we answer your betting questions, discuss both new and old betting strategies, preview the weekend sporting betting, sport betting action and welcome on guests from around the betting industry. So today, uh, as you will see uh, advertised, I will be welcoming on Chris Ryan, who is a pro sports better here in Australia and mostly does a couple of things, but yeah, most known for specializing in the NRL. Um, so he will be here very shortly in about 15 minutes. Um, and uh, we will go through some of the future betting markets there. So that should be good. Um, get you guys a few bets. Um, but in the meantime, if anyone is present and would like to send through any questions, um, you can do so. Just put this in the message so when people come, they know that Chris is coming. Sorry. Um, yeah, Chris is coming in 15 minutes. All right. So for one, uh, in the meantime, I was just going to, yeah, answer any questions and a uh, little update on what I've been up to and also I'll just go through my weekend bets while Chris is not here. Um, so firstly, um, for those who follow me on Twitter, I'm going to be at BetBash this year. So I thought I'd let you all know that I'll be at BetBash in Vegas in less than three weeks. I think it starts on August the 8th. Um, so if you are in Vegas at that time or going to Bet Bash, let me know. And we'll, I'm sure I'll see some of you there hopefully and we can uh, meet up for a few drinks and meet some of you. Be, uh, should be a fun event. For those that don't know what Bet Bash is, it's kind of like a, I guess you could call it a betting conference or I guess a professional sports betting networking conference. Um, and basically Tuesday through to Friday there is... Uh, an open bar and in various different um, bars in, in Vegas. And then throughout the day, um, there's stuff like, yeah, networking kind of stuff, uh, panels, uh, live podcasts, um, yeah, all sorts of team kind of stuff. So I guess a good opportunity for, uh, professional sports bettors, any sports better of any real level, don't even have to be a sports better, could be, you know, we're just working in the industry in general. Just a good uh, good time for people to come together and, and uh, yeah, get together, have some fun and potentially 
make relationships with people that you've uh, you haven't met before or might have something in common work you know just all sorts of uh, yeah I guess it should present any kind of opportunity so um, yeah for anyone going that's listening or watching please uh, yeah flick us a message on Twitter and um, yeah I look forward to to meeting some people that I probably haven't been able to meet before um, in person that I have met virtually. All right. Um, but, yeah, guys, fire through any questions you have before Chris comes. He'll be here pretty soon. Uh, but in the meantime, bets for the weekend. Um, all right, let's kick things off. Uh, I've got three UFC bets. So we'll go uh, Josh Coolabout. These are all with, not all of them, but um, I've, I try to just use Bet365 odds so everyone can has a chance of getting on just because they're the most global bookmaker them and I guess can be maybe. Um, but yeah, Coolabout, Josh Coolabout versus Lerone Murphy. I've got Coolabout at 2.25 at Bet365. I think that's worth about 3.5 units. I think so far, just going through the record, we're, um, we're up five. After two weeks, we're up 5.65 units. Um, just from my bets, not counting Jonas's. If we count Jonas's, we'd be up even more. Um, so, but it's only been five bets. So, we've gotten off to a nice start. But anyway, yeah, Coolabow is fighting Lerone Murphy. Uh, I just see this as like very much a 50-50 fight. Both good strikers, both pretty poor grapplers, wrestling, not their strong suit. hear lots of people saying that either of them may have some kind of uh, wrestling edge, which may be true, but I just don't really see it playing a huge part in the in the fight. I think they'll just both people looking to spend their energy in the striking. And I think, yeah, like I said, I think it's like just kind of a 50-50 fight. Uh, Koulibau, I would say Koulibau is probably, um, Koulibau's fought a lot more, a lot more strikers. So there's kind of a better idea of what his striking level is at. So compared to Lerone Murphy, he's fought a lot of wrestlers and grapplers. So, um, I think that's why he's being favoured here. Uh, also, just being the home crowd too, he's being mostly favoured because no one's really seen some of the weak points of his striking. Just because he hasn't fought any any great strikers, probably the best one he's fought was in his last fight against Gabriel Santos. Mm -hmm. Let me have a look just to double check. I'm not getting this wrong. Yeah, so he thought Gabriel Santos edged him slightly, could have gone either way. That decision um, fought uh, a bantamweight in Silva de Andrade, so not really a fair matchup there in a sense. Mia Carney's a grappler, Ricardo Ramos is a grappler, um, and Zubair is a, mostly a. Uh, he got dropped by him. He got a bit of striking, but he's mostly a wrestler. But anyway. Um, 
let's uh yeah let's lock that one in i think it's just cool about a weird style too like i feel like lorraine murphy's a lot more um what's the word he's a lot more just a lot more common style i guess of striking so it's going to be harder for um you know guys like him well cool about probably seen lots of guys like lorraine before so um i think um yeah, I was thinking it'd be a close fight. Close fight. I guess hometown advantage doesn't probably help Lerone. I mean, Coolabout too much, but I think there's a chance that I kind of think Coolabout is maybe the slightly better striker, but I'm not too confident on that. I think he's also got the better. Um, he's got the better chin, um, and uh, just from the way I've seen Lerone take punches in certain um, times, so. We'll see how that one goes. Uh, the next one is actually. I'll quickly just answer. Actually, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll just quickly go through these bets first, and then I'll answer the questions. Uh, the main event: Tom Aspinall, uh, round one at two hundred five, four units on that with bet three six five. I've got. Um, I was able to get two point one four or something like that over here in Australia. So if you're in Australia, you can get like two point one four with bet R and dabble and um like play up those kind of books so you can probably get better odds than that i think that's no i think the tab came in but um yes so uh i mean aspinall's very short in odds i just wouldn't take the 1.22 and i think the only reason he's like that short is because he's gonna like have some early success here like some serious early success um i'd love to i, I honestly think the chances of aspinall winning in round one um the only way it doesn't win i would say is if he decides to try and wrestle tybura early which i think would be a weird strategy because i think his hands are just like going to be so much faster and he's going to have such a huge advantage there early or if he's maybe like wants to play it really patient play like an outside not an outside game but you know, not be as aggressive as he normally is, but he's normally uber aggressive. So I would err on the side of he's not going to do that. So I would bet this all the way down to 1.9. I think um, I think he's like probably if he keeps it standing for five minutes, he's probably like a 75% chance of at least rocking Tybura at one point. Um, and yeah, Tybura is like, you know, he's a good fighter, but... Aspinall's hands are just lightning fast for heavyweights. So I think uh, that's a good one. And then lastly, Nathaniel Wood versus Andre Philly. Wood to win by knockout. At Yush, I got 5.75, but I just put 5.5 here. Generally, you should be able to get that quite easily at various bookmakers. Canby, I think, or last time I checked, Canby had it at 5.8. So... Um, and I think that's good for 2.5 units. I think that's majorly overpriced. I would have that way closer to fours, something like that. That's why I've gone a bit bigger with the units size, even though it's quite big odds. Um, I think I kind of lean towards, I think Wood's about 1.5. I think his money line's kind of a little bit overblown. I, I, I actually bet Philly also just had a small play on him. Um, but I think Wood, KO, I think basically Wood's um, method of victory is like pretty 50-50 when it comes to KO or decision. I mean, I think he only really gets a sub if 
uh, it's like a you know a club and sub if he gets rocked and he's on the ground and you can't knock him out fully and he you know jumps on a neck or something like that. So um, you know Philly's been dropped a lot of times in his career. He has uh, he was only knocked out pretty brutally by Brito in forty five seconds a couple of fights ago. I just think um, I think his uh, and and Nathaniel Wood was like seriously seriously uh, rocking Charles Jourdain, who's got a mammoth chin on him. So that tells me a lot that he's got some he's got some serious power. Um, and I think uh, I would have Wood maybe towards like 1.6, 1.657, something like that. Um, and But I think like half of his winning equity is, is getting a knockout. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a great bet. All right, so that's the bets for the weekend. Hopefully you guys enjoy that. As I said, we're up 5.65 units and ROI 35% so far. We're killing it after five bets. We won't put that in there. That doesn't matter. Um, but let's answer some questions. Chris should be here in five minutes. Um, this is from SidSS. Sorry, my connection just went out, which happens every stream just about. Hey, Alex, do you do you manage, how do you manage not to get gubbed on your soft books early on, especially when you're starting with a decent sized bankroll of 3K and above? Um, well, I mean, It's impossible, basically. I would, if I was you, I've done a number of articles. I've, I've even done videos on this, on like the top tips on how to not get gubbed or uh, how to not get banned. I'll see if I can, um, if I can send the link to some of the videos. I'm not, I'm not trying to stave off the the question. I'm just generally, you're going to get a better answer there than me thinking off the top of my head right now, because at that time. Uh, I was actually really concentrating and thinking of everything you can potentially do. Um, here we go. Perfect. Um, copy link. I'll put it in the comments here for you, mate, Sid. Um, but I think if quick tips, I would say um, maybe if it's a really important account, like I would say about 365 for me is probably the most important account out there. I spend for the first week before I get it, I just chuck a few multis in there, first goal scorer, correct scores, all the kind of things that are, you know, uh, same game multis, even though they can be sharp, chuck them in there, like just make it look as uh, recreational as possible. And then hopefully all the bets lose or they win, whatever. First try scorer, these kind of stuff. And then after that, then... um then hopefully uh, the the I guess the, the bookmaker thinks you're uh, you're not too great and uh, and they let you bet for a little bit longer. Um, but if you go into an account and you start placing really sharp bets, essentially the worst thing you can do is to get noticed 
and that sounds stupid, but to like never do anything like, um, uh, like you know, that's going to get your bet reviewed basically. So, for example, like Camby is a good example of that. They'll say like you can either have this bet for $150. Say you want to bet, put $500 on something. They say we'll give you $150. If you want an extra $350, we'll send that to a trader and see if they accept it. Don't do that unless it's like the account's pretty much gone anyway. Don't do that because that just gives them an excuse to look at your account. So uh, you can do the Bet365, do the exact same thing. So once you hit the limit, it'll say like we can only accept this much of your bet. The rest will get referred. Sorry, referred to a trader. Don't do that. It's just going to get your account pinged. All right, I'll quickly rifle through these before Chris comes. Uh, interested about priming strategies. Do you run ongoing priming or just initial start? Yeah, I just do the start, Alex, um, mostly. And I only really do it for really important accounts. For like, uh, so for like bookmakers where I know that, um, like I'm only going to be able to win a certain amount of money. Like it's not like Bet365, Sportsbet, for example, you'll be able to win a lot of money. Like, you know, you can have accounts where you win, um, you know, twenty dollars to $30,000, $40,000, which is a lot for a betting account. Whereas um, for your smaller bookmakers, you win a little bit. I think Chris is here. I'll just see if got him. So then, but mate, how are we? Doing well, mate. Doing well. Is that a uh, is that a Tino bobblehead you've got there? Oh, mate, I brought it out especially for you. Do you like it? Oh, <laughs> come on. I'm back. Um, can you guess who the other one is? I was trying to work out who the other one is. It looks small. I don't know who Titan is that. Legend, arguably the most the legend. Anthony Don. Yeah. <laughs> He I came was trying in my to members package about two years ago, but he sadly, uh, yeah, he sadly lost his lost his base. So we had to yeah, okay. use the old Pluto. I wanted yeah. to get a halfback because he was so much smaller than Tino. Yeah, I know it's a different. I think it's a different company. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sadly, I uh, yeah. Hopefully, we can grow it, but uh, I can only find Tinos out there at the moment. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, mate. We're uh, we're going to go through some of the uh, yeah the futures betting markets. So we will start with I guess you've got general thoughts on on certain teams. Mm-hmm. On um, yeah, you messaged me some of your just quick hits, and maybe we can just go through them as we look through the markets. Because I guess we're going to sure. instead of going through the the top eight, nine, ten teams, uh, yep. then we'll probably be here all day. Yep. Um, yeah, John Nimmo got the Don. And, and also, guys, if you've got any questions throughout the stream, just uh, just flick them through and uh, we will get to them. So, mate, we'll start with the outright winner market. I'll get up odds checker so people have got a general idea of where the odds lie. Um, yeah, mate, general thoughts here. I've, I've had a few bets here this week myself, so I'd be interested to hear what you think. Are you, are you approaching this from a sense that, Penrith are, you know, clear favourites. Let's just get on board with them ASAP. Or are you thinking um, we've got to find yeah. a we've got to find a roughie here? No, I I'm definitely not looking at it in terms of finding a roughie. Um, you know, at this point of the season, we're like six rounds to go. You know, you tend to only find a handful of teams who can really win. 
uh, at this point. So outsiders don't really interest me at this point. Outsiders don't typically win from this point. You want to be finding a, a, a top 14. And, yeah, I've got Penrith clear favourites, and I I have them rated a bit shorter than the, the bookmakers. So I've yep. got them rated two, 250. Um, yeah. I think there's 275, maybe 280 out there. Um, so actually in the outright market, I think they're the only value I have, which would typically yeah. be the case when, when, when you're shortest the favourite, when you have the favourite value, that tends to mean you dislike everything else at, at current prices. Yeah, I, I actually backed the Pandas at threes earlier in the week. You can get you can get threes at Betway now. But yeah, I, I had a similar price for them. I just thought it's... Uh, it's just so hard to find a team to to beat them at the moment, isn't it? The only one that came to mind, which I also bet lightly, was the Rabbits. I just feel like out of all the rest of the teams, if all those like if you if you think like if all those teams hit their peak performance, I'd probably say the Rabbits or the Cowboys are the are the best chances. Did you did you like get any close to any? Are you close to any of the other guys in terms of other teams? Sorry, in terms of betting them or. So I think you're right in terms of the you know the thought process. You've got to think of who can actually hit a peak um, to be able to win the whole thing. You can't just be good. you actually got to hit the peak. Um, but the two teams that you talked about, South and the Cowboys, which I've seen plenty of other people talk about, are probably the two that I'm the furthest away from the market. I think they're clearly too short, uh, considering they're sitting uh, eighth and ninth uh, in the ladder. Yeah. They've, got a, they've got a long way to go to finish top four. Um, and I, you really want them finishing top four. Like South at the moment are six, seven dollars, seven dollars at the moment. They can come home well and finish fourth. They'll still be seven dollars at the start of the at the start of the playoffs because Penrith's still going to be under threes. So I, I can't find much value in any value in backing South at the moment because unless they finish in the top four. They're going to be about the same price, but if they don't finish in the top four, which is more likely, they should be double figures come the start of the playoffs. Yeah, that was my big concern with the bet was they've kind of got to make the top four. I mean, if you feel like if there was ever a year where outside the top four was going to make the grand final, it could be this year just because... But- you just yeah, have I can to see, I can see much that. between like the let's just say the Broncos and the Eels. Like there's just there's not that much between all those sides, is there? No, yeah, there, there isn't a huge amount. Um, that's why I guess maybe the top four is is more important. Uh, you're all cl- you're all clustered together, but if you finish the top four, you potentially play one less game to make the grand final. You have the potential of of hosting a preliminary final, which is a you know big home ground advantage. Um, the Cowboys are no good things to make the eight yet. They're currently yeah. sitting nine. South have a really, really strange run home. They play the next four games all on neutral tracks, yeah. and they don't play. They don't play again in Sydney until the last round. They're going to Cairns, Perth, Tamworth, Newcastle. They're going to everywhere. They might not be playing the hardest games. Playing Sunshine Coast tonight, um, and three of them are listed as their home games, but they're actually on neutral tracks. Um, so whilst they might not have the hardest uh, draw, there's a lot of travel and no no home games until the last round of the season. Yeah. No, some good points there, mate. Yeah, I felt a lot worse about them too when Latrell was ruled out <laughs> last night because, you know, tonight's a huge game. If they win tonight, then they're, 
a decent, a very good chance, you know, of get or a much better chance of making the top four. But a loss tonight, you can, it's it's going to make it very tough for them. So, yeah. um, I there's some. Uh, I like that. Like we're on similar similar page there with the with the Panthers. Um, top four, mate. I will get the market up. One sec. Um. I basically from here on out in terms of all of the markets minus the top eight, I was a big fan of the Warriors mostly. Um, any thoughts on the – they've just got the easiest run home by an absolute country mile compared to everyone else. Like it's actually a joke. I don't know how they <laughs> – I don't know how they uh, how they managed it, but yeah. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. I think uh, – yeah. After they beat the Sharks on Sunday, I think they might have been around a dollar eighty or something to make the top eight, dollar seventy-five, something like that. Uh, I think everyone's yeah. seen that and trimmed them in, and now they're more like one fifty. But yeah, they have an absolute soft as butter draw on the way home. <laughs> Every single team is outside the top eight they play bar tonight, bar tonight's game against Canberra. But they're all for their massive favourites tonight. They could conceivably win every single one of those games and, and go into the finals on a, I don't know, an eight, nine, ten game winning streak or something. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure that I really like their chances of actually uh, winning the whole thing. I could, I could almost see some value in, in the Warriors top four around that 150, 160 mark because they've just come into form at the right time of the year. Brilliant, brilliant in their last two weeks. And their win over Cruller uh, on Sunday, up there with the absolute best games of the year of, of any team's reach. So absolutely annihilated a very good team. Um, yeah, they're almost valued around that 150, 160 mark. Yeah, I got them at 175, luckily, but there weren't there weren't many hanging around on Monday. I think everyone had yep. had, had jumped on them. Um, what about some of these other sides? Are there let's let's look at firstly sides you could potentially fade to make the top four I, there are definitely markets like that out there i don't i don't know what's going on with some of the odds here at like sky but they're obviously uh, got this wrong but like are there any teams like maybe the storm uh or i'm trying to see also here some of the shorter favorites but yeah teams like the storm and the broncos like any of them you're looking and saying i actually don't think they're gonna make the top four uh, I, don't, I can't say I've looked at uh, to miss the top four market. Um, yeah, I think Penrith, Brisbane, Warriors look very good things to make the top four. Yeah. Mel Melbourne's just, they'll grind away and make the top four as well, I think. I don't like Canberra, but I don't I don't imagine I'm getting too good odds on them to miss the top four anyway. Um, no, they're at 3.5 just to make it, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but any of these other probably sides, not really. What was that? Sorry. Probably, yeah, there's probably nothing I, I would love in the you know to miss the top four sort of market. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and to make it any of these like outsider ones like you, even though they are in the top four, you got the Raiders at three point five. The Sharks are copying it left, right, and center. They're at they're at four point five, and then you've got the rabbits too. I mean, rabbits might be the only interesting prospect, maybe if they go on a run. But yeah, they're at two point six. No, I think sharks have a harder run, but I think they've got a bit more upside. And I really, really like the changes that Fitzgibbons made this week. I think he should have made them twenty weeks ago. Um, but Matt Moylan, Matt Moylan's absolutely cast. You know, he's he's a speed bump. Um, so I, I think that's a big upgrade, uh, playing Braden Trindle over him. 
And Connor Tracy has carved up the very minimal games he's played in first grade this year and, and last year. Uh, I think he had to come into the side. Um, T. Wilton's he's gone out with an injury, but I would have probably dropped him anyway. So I like I really like the changes they've made. You know, they've been a good, solid team. You know, possibly adding adding the energy of, of uh, Connor Tracy and adding some better de- defense in Braden Trindle could lift them a bit higher. They do have a hard run home, but they're probably one of the ones that at a better price I would go with at the top four. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and it's probably a decent time to get on board. They've got, I think they've got Manly tonight or this weekend, maybe Sunday. you got Manly on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I could almost – it'll be funny because I reckon they'll, they'll probably put 40 or 50 on them and people will say, well, yeah, they're just, you know, flat track bullies. And then yeah. – yeah, Interesting to see if, you know, they can back that up, you know, in the weeks after against some better teams with the with the changes in the side. So could be one to, to look at for this week. And are you, are you, I mean, do you think the market's valuing them right at the moment in terms of the week-to-week kind of stuff? Or do you think that potentially... I think it does. I, I think it does. I You mentioned the Sharks as flat-track bullies, which I think they're the, the number one flat-track bully team in the comp. And I've tended to back the Sharks when they play the lower teams. Uh, we're backing mm. them against Manly, Manly this week uh, and then more steering clear of them when they're playing the better teams, uh, which, which doesn't really bode well for winning the whole comp. You know, you, you want to be able to take on the contenders and to not just flog the uh, also-rans. Um, but that's kind of their, their place at the moment, I think. Yeah. Uh, mate, top eight. Uh, I had, a, yeah, this was a, just a, normally this is quite an exciting one to bet on, but it, it very much feels like it's a top nine, and Agreed. To, to bet on to bet on one team to you know to make it in, you're not getting anything above even. So it seems like a very unattractive market at the moment. Yeah, I would agree with you. Plenty of times at this time of the year, I've back yeah been backing teams at ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. You know, at mm-hmm. six dollars or something to to make the eight. Um, but it does look like it'll be. The, the top nine teams will be there. One will miss out. So I couldn't be really recommending, you know, the Roosters, Newcastle, Manly, any of those Titans. Uh, I, I can't see any of those teams making the eight. They're, they've got a bit of a break to catch up. You know, they're all three points, four points out. Yeah. And and they haven't shown any signs of being a high-level enough team to get there to make the jump. Yeah. And it's, it's I mean, they've basically got to win every single game. Um, it's pretty hard to see any of those teams doing that at the moment. Is there any? Do you have a, a thought on out of the, the nine teams which one will most likely miss out? I would have. I. It's hard to say. I, I feel like the Raiders with their for and against it hurts them quite a lot. But the Eels missing RCG and Sevo now for four weeks or whatever it is like that's a pretty big hit. Yeah, I would say the most likely to miss the eight. Probably would be Parramatta because they have a very tough run home. They've got four away games against Penrith, Cowboys, Brisbane, Melbourne. Um, that's up there. That's up there with the four hardest away games there is uh, at the moment, as well as uh, plenty of suspensions. Dylan Brown's still a few weeks away. Sebo, uh, Campbell, Gillard. Whereas a lot of other teams are the top eight teams are quite healthy at the moment. Um, Parramatta's got a lot of suspensions and a tough run home. They can get to higher levels than many of the other teams. They, they've got a higher ceiling, better peak. 
then I think Cronulla, Warriors, I think the North Queensland, uh, Canberra. But hard run home, missing a few players. I think they might finish 7th or 8th, but the most likely out of that group perhaps to miss. Yeah. All right, mate. Uh, into minor premiers. I thought, I basically think for the next couple of markets I was going to go through, I just think the Warriors are... I think you could get Warriors at 20, 26s to be, to get minor premiers. Like, I don't think it's all that unlikely that they win every single game for the for the rest of the comp. And you know, your Panthers maybe drop two games. Something I think that would put them on top, if I'm not mistaken. So I thought twenty sixes was quite big. Are there any others you've looked at for minor premier? That that one could really be the only one because the problem is that Penrith actually has a pretty soft run home. Whilst the Warriors have by far by far the easiest, I would say Penrith has the next easiest. They've got five five games to go at home. Uh, five of the last seven are at home. Um, and the away games they have are all against bottom eight teams. So they're going to be between like six to 30-point favourites in every single one of those games. So that's, yeah. that makes it hard to really want any other one because Penrith maybe in the last round against the Cowboys, they might rest players because they've done right. that in the past, um, which is a, you know could be a help for the Cowboys. But Warriors the, War- the Warriors would be the only one. And it is a long shot, but you're getting a long shot price. Yeah. But because Penrith, because Penrith's run is so soft on the way home as well, there isn't anybody else I'd want to go with. Yep. Um, mate, and any other any other markets you like at the moment? Because I've got uh, one that stood out to me quite a lot, but you can go first. <laughs> no, look, I'm, I'm ready to hear yours. Just load up on Penrith, really. Don't don't complicate things is what I would say. Uh, yeah. There isn't, as, as we've talked about, there isn't a whole lot of value in the to make the eight market. Penrith looks pretty solid for minor premiers. You, sometimes you can't just create and invent bets that aren't there. Um, so I'm not probably going too far out of the norm here. I'm just sticking with Penrith at this point. Yeah. So what's well, yours? Mate, what's your out there one? Well, top non-New South Wales team, the Warriors at <laughs> nines. You can uh, you can get that at Bet365 Sports. But so they're basically fighting against the, the Storm, the Broncos, Raiders and the Cowboys. Like we've said a million times, they've got the easiest run home by a mile. They could win every single game. If they win this weekend, I think if, oh, I'll just get up the ladder so I'm not speaking out of my ass here. But if they win this weekend and uh, well, they beat the Raiders tonight and then they and then the Broncos lose to the Rabbits, um, they because they've also got the bite. Oh, no, Broncos have got the bye too. So, yeah, if Broncos lose tonight and the Warriors beat the Raiders, then they're only two points behind the Broncos and they've got the softest run home out of everyone. So I just feel like nines is, is way too big. Thoughts, mate? Uh, I, hadn't, I hadn't spotted that market, but uh, I would think that anyone listening now, yeah, go and run and jump on it. That's, <laughs> that's a good find. That is a good find. There's no way the Warriors, there's no way the Warriors should be $9. In that field, no, that's that's a very good find. You, you get the the Warriors nine dollars versus the Broncos one thirty six. I'm looking at the sports bet at the moment. Uh, yeah, there's a pretty good chance they end up on equal points by the end of the season. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. That's good value. That's good value. Well, I would I would have them 
a little bit below the Broncos, probably in terms of the odds there. And I'd have, you know, I'd have them definitely second favourites ahead of the Storm because Storm haven't got a buy. So that's an automatic two points for the Warriors. They're basically on level points right now, except Warriors have got a better points differential and they've got a way easier run home. So, um, yeah, that's... Uh, it's almost a yeah. it's almost a mistake. It's 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 not yeah not the greatest pricing there. Um, no. uh, before we get on to, we we're going to talk a little bit of NRLW, Matt. Well, sorry, were there any? There weren't any other markets you wanted to go through in the in the future. Uh, no, not really. I, I do think that Melbourne is still one of the chances who can actually win the comp. But for me, that relies on Pappenhausen coming back and Pappenhausen being Pappenhausen. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we've been waiting. 20 weeks already and he's not back and he's supposed to be back that near the first half of the season you know if he can get back with three rounds to go and you know he gets to five or six games before the before the semis before like the, the big games in the semis um and he plays so well with uh, munster and Hughes and harry grant melbourne then has the ability to get up to the level just below Penrith. or they, they would definitely have the ability to be the second best team in the comp if he was there it's crazy to think that he hasn't played yet this season. I mean, he must have the shattered kneecap. It sounds horrendous, but it's obviously taking a long, a lot longer to come back than everyone yeah, estimated. Sure. It's uh, yeah, it's kind of sad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I backed Melbourne. I'm on I'm on Melbourne from the start of the season about eight fifty, and they're they're about the same price they are. They haven't moved too much, but they yeah. still have that ability if they can get that one extra player to help push them over the edge. Yeah. Um, before we get on to NRLW, Matt, anything, anything for the weekend that you like? You mentioned the Sharks uh, for the weekend. I assume, did you take them I li- on the line? or I like the Sharks, but I, I am waiting to see what happens with some weather in that game. Um, right. Particularly when looking, at a, when looking at a big minus, there is a lot of rain predicted, predicted potentially in Sydney and Carlo Coastal uh, on Sunday. Uh, taking big minuses is, is harder. When the rain comes, and you, you'll see a, a dropping total. Um, so I will. I like the sharks, but I'll just be waiting on that uh, a little bit at the moment. What's your favourite uh, weather, right, mate? What's the most trustworthy one? <laughs> Look, I try them all. See what's happening. Uh, <laughs> oh, I usually use Weather Zone and then uh, get the rain radars on the uh, bomb. Bureau of Meteorology. Good man. Good I spend man. too. Mu- I spend too much time looking at rain radars. I've been watching the rain radar in uh, Auckland today for t- tonight's game. All oh, right, jeez. Oh, fuck that game with the the rabbits and the warriors was an absolute. Oh, that was deplorable weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've had a couple like that this year in uh, in in Auckland. Yeah. Um. All right. So that that all that's all you got for um for round twenty one, mate. Uh, that's probably the main one. There's a couple of totals. I I think the Newcastle Melbourne total is a little bit high. There's not a huge amount else I like at the moment. I, I, I've had a good season so far. But I've really enjoyed betting on rugby league during the, the origin period where players are in and out all the time. Uh, I think that's a really good area to get an edge. <laughs> the, the low games during the middle of the year, I like them. Yeah, well, we're out of that now. So I thought that's the reason I got you on. I thought well, now that the origin madness is over, we can actually look at the look at some of the outright markets and... But it was actually perfectly timed with the the start of the NRLW, mate. I kind of fluked that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't got any of the betting mark. I'll see if I can find. I doubt odds checker would 
would have anything. Maybe I can just get up a bet three six five for for people. Yeah, they'll have it up. Um, yeah, so we've got the, yeah, the NRLW. So it kicks off this weekend, and for you know, obviously it's not a something a lot of people are watching. So people new to it or unfamiliar, we've got four new teams this comp and a much much more ex- expanded comp. So we've gone from six teams to ten teams. Uh, and last year we had five rounds, and this year is nine or ten. So there's three times as many games in the NRLW to bet on this year uh, as, as last year, and probably ten times as many as the the, the previous years, which was very small. Um, and as a result of that, there is just an influx of new players who you know were playing in the New South Wales Women's Premiership and the Queensland Women's Premiership. Um, so they pull players from wherever they can. There's plenty of ex rugby sevens players. Uh, in NRLW squads now, um, but there's a lot of unfamiliarity to start start the season. There's a good, you know, 40 or so players making their debuts this weekend that I've never heard of, but that also means the bookmakers have never heard of them either. So the NRLW, is, if you're into it and you follow it, and like other, you know, second tier, third tier leagues of different sports around the world, if you follow it, you can certainly get an edge on it. Um, because for the most part, the bookmakers aren't following it that closely. Someone will set a line, everybody else will copy it and assume it's the correct line when it's when it's frequently not. And you'll see heavy, heavy reactions and overreactions to what happens in the first weekend of the NRLW. Like last year, they round one, they set they they were setting um they were setting totals around thirty, and the next weekend it had bumped to like 36, 37 on, on, on every single game. Right? So the first weekend, I was just backing overs and everything because they got it all wrong. And then they overreacted, and then I could start back bet, betting the unders. So you'll see some of those sorts of things on the NRLW too. They'll, they'll react too strongly to one team winning with a big score without actually you know, necessarily watching the game or, or seeing what the quality is. What, um, what's the market like in general in terms of is there – like are the limits okay? What kind of there's some books no. where you think you would just like completely avoid them? Like if you just try and place one, but you, you know, your account will get banned, or are there some that actually allow decent limits? Like talk a little bit about the market with me. No, the, look, no. The honestly is that the market's not huge for it. Everybody is. Everybody has uh, markets up for it. As in previous years, not everyone was. And last year, there was lines only going up on game days, whereas you know, today's Friday, all the, all the markets are up. So there has been an improvement in that. No, the, the limits aren't huge. The limits certainly aren't huge for me. Um, but, you know, I'll take whatever scraps you can get, uh, unfortunately. I, I don't know if there's any, any great difference between bookmaker to bookmaker on NRLW in terms of the limit they're going to take if they're... You know, if they're, you know, top sport, you know, they take whatever limit they will on NRL, they'll do just something, you know, a quarter of that on, on NRLW sort of thing, depending on on how your mark is as a punter with them. But would you say it's still worth your time? Like, I don't know how much time you devote to the NRL in comparison, but, like, is it still worth your time in terms of how much you can actually get down? Uh, we'll see. Yeah, like, so... That's something that I have thought about myself. Yeah, like it's five games a weekend that I've got to watch on top of eight games of NRL a weekend to watch. Yeah. So that's a, it, it is a lot more work um, as opposed to last year we're only watching three games a week. Um, I'll see. If it, yeah, for me, it could be a case of, you know, I bet it for a couple of weeks and 
I'm wasting my time because I'm getting 100 and 200 dollar bets on, and it's not worth my time to try and yeah. make some money out of it. Then I'll then I'll tune up. Then I'll tune out of it. Um, yeah. But I'll certainly be into it for the first few weeks, and if it's and if and if I can get decent bets on, then I'll go the whole ten weeks. All right, nice, mate. Um, so round one, is there anything that takes your fancy, mate? I've got the market up here on Bet Three Six Five. I'm not really sure if this is the same for. Uh, yeah, similar kind of odds at other books, but anything here, mate? So when you talk about similar different types of books, the NRLW, because it is so smaller, so much smaller, there actually is a bit of a difference between other books, um, yeah. between, between bookmakers. You know, most times, it's say, let's say a line is minus six. Well, every bookmaker is going to bet minus six or minus six and a half or minus five and a half. You know, they're going to be half a point either side. That, that's it. Otherwise, people will try and arbitrate too much. But looking around today, yes, there was two point gap. Someone was betting three and a half. Someone was betting five and a half. Someone was betting a thirty-six and a half total. Someone was betting a thirty-four and a half total. And that's not what you normally. See. That's not what you see on NRL or AFL. You know, the, the bookmakers uh, are more tightly aligned, so you can find an edge um, purely on on shopping for the best price on NRLW. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as far as this weekend, um, so. Look, it's a it's a big guessing game on the on the first weekend. I'm going to guess, but so are the bookmakers. So I'm, I'm okay putting money on the line, even though there's plenty of players I don't know because nobody knows who they are. Right? Mm. They've only they have been playing low level rugby league, and now they're all of a sudden they'll be NRLW on TV. I don't know what they're like, but I, you know I, I have a baseline. If I haven't heard of you before, there's no hype about you. Then you're going to be going in there as a below average player. Um, to start with, I, I like St George. They're plus seven and a half, plus eight and a half against Newcastle. Newcastle won the comp last year, but every team's brand new this year. Um, they've lost plenty of their players who were in their, in their grand final team last year. And the Dragons have probably the best halfback in the comp in racing, McGregor. Newcastle's definitely the better team for this first round, but I think seven and a half, eight and a half is too big a line. Okay. Nice, mate. And... Um... Have you dared to dabble into the, the future markets for the NRLW? The, the, thus far, the, I found them surprisingly efficient. The only team I kind of half like is the Gold Coast at about 10, so they're another oh, returning team. <laughs> Gold Coast was the only team I kind of liked at 10s. There's a bit of a tail at the bottom. Some of the new teams, Canberra, West, Cowboys, look pretty ordinary. Um, the Roosters... But they've got their salary cap sombrero on for the NRLW because they recruited better than <laughs> they recruited better than any other team. They don't really have rookies in their team. They've got all like bona fide NRLW players. Um, so they, they they head the market and they head my market too. They're around the four dollar mark. Um, but yeah, certainly one or two weeks in, you know, I'd two weeks in, I'd probably completely relook at the futures market once you've seen the teams once or twice, and you can get a better gauge on on what you should attack and what you should let go. Yep. All right, mate. Good stuff. Well, I'm sure we've given uh, the viewers slash listeners later some uh, some bones to chew on there. Uh, for people still watching, send through any questions you've got for for Chris while he's uh, while he's here. He's a he's a man with great knowledge, so I'm sure he can help you out with any uh, with any betting advice. Anything else been happening outside of uh well. Any other sports you've been betting at the moment, mate? Anything exciting going on outside of the NRL? Uh, look, I'm writing. I'm writing uh, some Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood bets in the Open. He started oh, with a nice. nice fight. 
he started a nice uh, five under. I'm on uh, uh, Hovland and Shoffley as well, who are not too far away. So I'm riding a bit of a, a golf at the moment and some fantasy golf as well. It's a good time for a for late night sport with a league AFL, Tour de France, Hashes, golf, whatever's on, Matildas, World Cup. Don't even need to go to bed. I know. How good, mate. It's a good time to be alive. Uh, John Nimmo, he says, uh, is there any tips for Twitter accounts to follow for late team news or injuries, mate? Uh, yeah, there's a couple of good ones. Uh, Adam Styles, I think is his name. Yeah, Adam Styles, A style at A Styles author. He always tweets uh, uh, late late um, changes uh, and so on. Wacko whispers. He, uh, he he tends to be uh, well in with a few different clubs uh, and give you some uh, interesting bits here and there on, on player changes. Those are the two that I tend to to follow the most, as well as you know different journalists here and there. Yeah. I like the one you gave me for uh, for the Titans. What was his name? Matthew. Uh, it's like some Greek last name. I forget his. But yeah, I oh, guess for, some, for a Titans supporter, it's good because no one cares about the Titans. So it's good to have like <laughs> one journalist who seems to care and, and sends yeah. through the the late uh, the late injury news, which is nice. Uh, and I see John's asked another question about he's asking about first and yeah. last last try scorers. And same game multis for NRL. The best tip is to not to do any same game multis. Uh, they just tend to be absolutely horrendous odds. Some of the stuff that um that, that Sportsbet promotes and the and the the number of people who, who are on those same game multis, they're printing money. Sportsbet. Uh, I would stick clear of those. First and I do do some first try scorer anytime try scorer bets. I've 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 made a bit of money this year. Um, Backing our centers and uh, back rowers who who are opposite Matt Moylan, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, that edge has now just gone away because he's not there. But oh, he, finding those areas where where you expect a team to really target a player because they're continually letting in tries, and you'll see teams continue to go there each team each week. Well, they let tries in there. We're going to go there as well. So those are some of the areas that I like to do some of the first and any time. Try score a bit. Yeah, nice. A lot, yeah, of time, lot, quite... lot of the time, a lot of the time, backing outside of Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson likes passing to his back rower and his 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 right back rower and his right center. And they've changed a bit for the Warriors between near Corre, Curran, Berry, Pompey. They they change him around a bit. So just paying attention to who's going to be outside of like Sean Johnson is you know, can get you in the green. Yeah, Nakora is a good one too, but I think the market's kind of gotten onto him quite a bit in terms of, uh, yeah, the greatest line runner of all time, I reckon, Britton Nakora. Oh, Britton uh, Nakora for the Sharks, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, with the first try score, because I've been betting quite a lot of anytime try scorers and um, and having decent success, I was, I'm was i wondering though, like, do you think that if you like a number for anytime try scorer, would you like how do you like how are you figuring out i guess mathematically if there's also value on the first try score or is it kind of just like if there's value on any time then most likely there's also value on first try score usually there is because usually the anytime try score and the first they're derivatives of each mm -hmm. other you know obviously that can change a little bit on a you know a prop or you know guys who are going to be going in and off the interchange bench then you might have more of a feel on whether you want them to be back in the first time or or any time. 
Um, the first try scorer markets probably have a little bit more margin built yeah. into the bookmakers, which is probably why I would go a bit more anytime try scorer. And you can probably get a bit more uh, variance in the prices that the bookmakers bet for anytime try scorers uh, over first try scorers. Yeah. Okay, mate. That's oh, good to know. Um, John Nimmo. He's back again. He says bench players have been very profitable too, especially uh, first and second half. And old mate Jared Wallace, he loves a try. <laughs> From watching him for years at the Titans, he'll do anything to get a try. That man. Yeah, I see that there is a uh, what's the name Wiki. It tweets out a lot of uh, high price try scorers, props, and second rowers and whatever else. And a lot of them they're looking into yeah second half guys. They expect to come on to the game, you know, 30 minutes into the game. So so they're going to be there at the start of the second half. Yeah, no, good point. Uh, Anthony Jupp says, is the research into NRL year-round now? Uh, not, 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 not for me. Like, once the NRL season's done, like, I'll write a review for myself to remember what I want to remember to the next season, but then I'll, I'll move on to other sports during, you know, the Australian summer. Yeah. Um, and also how difficult has it become betting on the most expensive product? It's certainly become a lot more difficult, uh, you know, particularly Betfair, is they jacked up, you know, Peter Volandi's got in there a few years ago and, yeah, he hates Betfair and he, he jacked the uh, commission levels up or what, what the NRL was charging them so that Betfair had to jack the commission levels up. I used to do a lot of a lot of uh, business, particularly on first try scores actually, on Betfair. You know, they used to be 105% markets with reasonable liquidity um, at a time, you know, where a normal bookmaker has been 160% on a first try score market. But that liquidity has gone, that, that percentage is gone, um, and then straight up head-to-head -head markets on Betfair, yeah, you're paying a 10% commission on it, so you're getting worse than $1.90. Yeah. So, I, so I, I almost do none there anymore. So it does yeah. make it a lot harder. Yeah, it's hard to... I mean, it's hard to do anything on Betfair. I've done a little bit of golf here and there, but that's about it, really. Um, I well, think golf's, the, a good, golf's a good market for it because there's a lot of liquidity on it. And in yeah. those big markets, yeah, they get down to 105%, whereas a you know big 156-person field of, I don't know, a bookmaker spent probably 150% on that or more on that sort of a market. Yeah. All right, mate. How, how, do, you, how do you do your golf anyway? You, you get information from other guys or are you covering that too uh, i do a lot of i do a lot of fantasy betting on golf um so you know i use a few different projection models and tweak them uh, a little bit myself um use betfair markets um watch a little watch a lot of golf so it's kind of a confluence of a few different things yeah okay all right mate well that's good stuff i think our uh, our questions have dried up here but mate it's been been terrific having you on once again to talk about the NRL. We'll see how our uh, some of our NRL futures bets on. To recap, um, yeah, we're both fans of Penrith to win the comp. I think um, you can, yeah, it's still widely available to get 2.75 in, in a few places. Yeah, sure. So um, that should be good to take. And um, outside of that, I think the only other one we liked was, uh, oh, yeah, Warriors, I guess. Warriors. You, you like the Warriors for everything. Yeah, I like the Warriors for everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, yeah, what was it? Warriors, top four, you get a 1.5 now. There's probably still some value in that. And um, 
and also the Warriors' top non-New South Wales team at nine. That's, uh, yeah, that's a decent there one too. And, yeah, John's doing my job for me, mate. I was just about to ask, where can, where can we follow you, mate? I've left the link to John, um, to Chris's Twitter below. Um, yeah. Oh, unfortunately, I have to mention my embarrassing Twitter handle again, do I? Uh, oh, at I'm DeBomb82 <laughs> yeah, on Twitter. Follow <laughs> me there. I'll talk for ages on there too with you, John. Oh, mate, it never gets old. I wish that was my Twitter handle. I'd be proud of that, mate, <laughs> loud and proud. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, I'll be back, yeah, same time next week. See if I can get another good guest on for you all. If not, you might just have to listen to me talk for, for a little bit of time. But, mate, thanks for coming on once again. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to catch up soon. All right. Jeez. Thanks, Al. Thanks for having us on. Thanks, everyone.